This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Weekly corn exports of 1.09 million metric ton and soybean exports of 1.39 million metric ton were both better than the trade expectations. If one is looking for higher prices to dampen demand, you did not see it in corn and soybean exports last week. The market has to ration tight supply against what will be a stubborn demand engine. Why would China stop buying our corn when theirs is $10 a bushel? Our local basis for soybeans is 65 cents, narrowing to 60 under in January. They were bidding 11.28 a bushel when I wrote this. There was no carry in either the corn or soybean markets into 2021 structured into futures bids. Both markets are bidding to get immediate physical supply. I grew no soybeans in 2018 and 19 and was 90% corn this last year. I did not think that I could grow soybeans profitably for 8 to $9 a bushel relative to corn, so I did not produce them. I did not see $10 a bushel as a good price for soybeans either. My soybeans yielded 60 bushel per acre this year, and I've been them. That is a medium yield reduced by the total lack of rain in finishing the crop. They were the earliest planted soybeans that I've ever grown. My soybean cost of production is very close to that projected by Iowa State University Extension of $531 an acre. 60 bushel per acre times 11.28 is $677 an acre, as I have been the entire crop. My son and I combined are currently planting 60% soybeans next season. After years of corn on corn, some kind of rotation yield boost for soybeans would be expected. This is also a defensive move, given the lack of subsoil moisture that we'll start here with next season. Soybeans are a drought crop. So I guess that I am greedy. Most farmers have sold most of their soybeans, and the way the carryover is projected to tighten to fumes, I think that my few soybeans will be precious cargo at some point, particularly if South American production disappoints, given the strong La Nina. I was told that Brazil has 9 million metric tons of soybeans sold to China for January and February delivery. Given conditions and circumstances from late planting and early drought, they are going to come up short on being able to deliver. The 190 million bushel projected USDA carryover is pipeline supply, and they'll have to come here for soybeans to meet contracts to China owed in January. That could take carryover supply here down to the bin dust. Price predictions are not worth much. All I know is that it matters not unless you have some for sale. Most soybean bins will be empty when prices are good. The more that I saw farmers sell soybeans for $10 a bushel off the combine at harvest, the more convinced I became that doing so was wrong. There are rumblings of worker issues again at packing plants as the COVID community spread trajectory climbs into the red zone. Do not be surprised if USDA revises the kills lower. There could be a round two of packers cutting kills because of a sick workforce. The worry is over whether packers will be able to sustain kills through this renewed round of COVID. What happened last time is that livestock prices went down as producers competed for shackle space, while meat prices went up for consumers because of a contracted kill. We had a report from a cattle feedlot who was supposed to deliver cattle. We got a call from the packer to delay delivery, citing labor issues. That would not be good. There is so much COVID around packing plants, it's hard to see how they can isolate themselves from it. We all hope that feedlots and then I have to go through the ringer again. 
Cattle prices fall as beef prices climb, and packers need dump trucks to haul profits to the bank. We can talk about good beef demand for Christmas, but feedlots do not get to share beef margins as packers keep them for themselves. Pork exports were slow, with weekly sales of just 28.5 thousand metric ton. Only 2,100 metric ton went to China. There's been no evidence that China's ban on German pork has transferred any of that demand to the U.S. Mexico was again the top pork buyer with 8,700 metric ton. China was next, buying 5,100. Korea bought 5,000. Beef exports, by contrast, had a great week with 46.4 thousand metric ton reported sold by USDA. Korea took a whopping 17.3 thousand metric ton, Mexico 10.6, and Japan 7. China bought more U.S. beef again than it did pork. Great beef exports are proving to mean nothing to the cash cattle market. Any benefit from the demand side goes to packers. The trade is looking for a good placement number in the cattle on feed report. I think any rally gets sold, though. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Thank